Hello, mech fans around the world, and those that aren't fans yet, and welcome to Mobile Suit Fandom, the podcast where your intrepid co-hosts Fuzzy, that'd be me, and Chris watch, summarize, critique, and make fun of the entirety of the Gundam franchise from beginning to end. This being the first episode, today we'll be starting from the very beginning of Mobile Suit Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam 0079, Episode 1. Moeagare, and take it away. <clears throat> Hello! Yes. Welcome to episode one of this mess in the making. Uh, we, we, watched, uh, we watched some Mobile Suit Gundam. We watched some Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, and now we're going to talk about it, apparently. We're going to talk about it. Let, uh, let us introduce ourselves, perhaps. My name is Fuzzy. Uh, which is legally legally uh, on my birth certificate. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. When I was a wee babe, uh, they were looking around, not sure what to name this this poor soul, uh, and they just went with the first adjective that popped into their head because there was like a teddy bear there. So they named me Fuzzy. Yep, yep it's all my ID. And I'm, and I'm Chris, and there's no interesting story behind my name. <laughs> Uh, in fact, everybody has my name. You probably have, if you're listening, you listening right now, your name is probably, like, odds are your name is Chris, I, so... I don't know, I don't know if it works that way, buddy. Move on with it. I mean, fuck, it feels like it. Oh, I, well, there, there's an F-bomb. I, I get... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think we were going for a PG rating, like... Good, because I was gonna fuck it up real quick. <laughs> uh, we saw. You saw. <laughs> That's fair. There's no guarantee that when I get excited about this, I don't start cursing. Um, Perfect. So, uh, before I came into your life, what was your experience with uh, Mobile Suit Gundam? Or just giant robots in general? So, well, I mean, I've watched some Big O or whatever. Uh, It's the only non-Gundam robot show I think I I can think of right now. Oh, wait, there was Zoids? Or something. Yeah, Z- the the like, the animal one. Yeah, Zoids. Yeah, Z- Zoids also uh, dope. Yeah, I remember it being okay, uh, but I don't know. But my only experience with Gundams was uh, I watched uh, Gundam Wing back when it came out, back when it was on on Toonami in like the the early aughts or something. Yeah, yeah, maybe the late nineties. I'm not sure. It, it, it was the early two thousands. Yeah. Yep, but I do not remember much about them. Uh, I went back and watched a couple episodes on DVD not too long ago, and was like, "I, I know I loved this when it was on. <laughs> this is hot garbage." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, like, I don't get any of the references you make at all ever. Perfect. <laughs> so slowly, <laughs> over the course of us doing this show, you will eventually learn all of my references. Or or I'll go brain dead, I'm not sure. Uh, there is a about 50-50 chance of either. Before we get it, so the premise of this is we're going to watch all of the Gundam, all of, like, name a Gundam, we're going to watch it. From... Uh, chronological release date in our world, uh, beginning to end, Mobile Suit Gundam. We might do one episode by ep- like one episode per episode of the show. The approximate plan being we watch a block of episodes and then get together and talk until 45 minutes of time have passed, at plus yeah. or minus like 5 to 10 minutes depending on how our talking just kind of shakes out naturally. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure... I'm sure some episodes will breeze through fast and other ones like this one where I'm just going to scream at Fuzzy for a good 30 minutes of this. Perfect. Uh, That's exactly the just format about I wanted. Whatever. But, okay, so this is technically episode... We're going to be talking about episode one of Mobile Suit Gundam called Gundam Rising. Uh, and I don't know, do I, do you want me to start screaming at you now, or do you want to summarize this episode? For well, let's, let's, let's maybe, uh, go through the Cliff Notes version of what happens in this, but I think, I think the burning finger question I have, <laughs> yeah, look at that already. <laughs> I hate myself for that real bad. <laughs> All right. The, a burning question I have is the opening of Mobile Suit Gundam is kind of a lot to take in at once. The first I two minutes of Gundam. L- I literally paused it <laughs> at, after the first line. And just, like, like I, I got up and found my phone to act, like, what the fuck is going on? So, <laughs> for those of you out there in the void who are using this for some reason to go through the original Mobile Suit Gundam, as with most uh, old cartoons, regardless of which side of the ocean it originates from, um, it starts with its opening sequence. A little song, a little happy number to tell you, hey, this is a show you're watching. It's called Gundam. Uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Gundam! It, it's, it's pretty neato. Yeah! Um, that's about the tone of the opening, and all openings in Japan take 90 seconds, exactly. Unless it's a special episode, in which case it might take slightly more. Um, so, we get that. Uh, it's a very upbeat number. And then, then the next... Also very 70s. Also very 70s. Um, the... (laughs) Then the next 30 seconds are, I believe, the same in every episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. Half half of the population is dead. Yes. Uh, Half. Within the first uh, two of those 30 seconds that give you the setup of Gundam, um, you are informed that uh, one of the space colonies that Earth has made... Side 3? Called Side 3... Declared its independence from the Earth Federation and said, mm-hmm. we're called Zeon now, Mom. No, no, hold on. The Principality of Zeon, and and correct me if I am wrong, they have, as far as I know, they have not introduced a Prince One <laughs> running this fucking country. No, no they, they do have... It's not a goddamn Principality! <laughs> it's called a Principality. Has it's not! A that's ruled by a Prince... A pri- no! No. Fuck. Well, okay, who's who's in charge? Who's the leader? I forget his name. He he's in there, definitely in is there. He a, he's, is he a prince or princess? No, he's the old guy. Not in a glasses. principality. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're objectively correct. It's not a principality. <laughs> also, how fucked up would it be if you decided? Okay, I'm gonna be the monarch of this nation. Uh huh. Uh, it's just me. My my dad, my, like my dad, dad or mom have no control over me. Uh, but I'm not gonna give myself the title king or queen. Oh, I, I'm fine with prince, princess. 
Now this is the principality of Zeon. I mean, who's Zeon? <laughs> it's it's uh uh. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> That's why. Anyways, uh, I want to note like so th- they mentioned that all these space things, uh, space colonies are being made because the population is getting too dense on Earth. Uh, but even if we don't say, uh, even if we say population is roughly what it is now, uh, that means at the, like, in the first three months of this war, four billion people die. Yep. Four billion. Uh, A a major fraction of that being when (laughs) Xeon takes one of the space colonies and crashes it into Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. That that happens. That's at the five second mark of this thirty seconds after the opening. Ah, uh, who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this show, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the start right there. Also, and and I just thought it was a thing for this episode, but they continued on. But for this episode. At least nine times they say some variation of the words, yeah, war is hell, motherfuckers. <laughs> yep, basically. <laughs> Guess what All the theme sucks. is. <laughs> Anyways, please continue the summation without me interrupting you ever again, I promise. No, no, the, this is exactly the format I was hoping for. I'm also going to break that promise, it's cool. Go, per- go. Per- perfect. <laughs> um, so... We get this little setup about how, yeah, that's happening, and now we're in the middle of a war. Uh, not the middle, we're actually getting closer to the end of it, um, as we will later learn. Uh, there's been a war happening for a while between Zeon and the Earth Federation. They're kinda starting to kick Earth's ass at this point in time. So, we cut to, uh, side seven, uh, another space colony. Excuse me, eight months have passed since the rebellion has occurred. Three Xeon pilots start to enter side seven in their Zaku mobile suits. The Zaku's being the jobber suit of Xeon. I still kind of maintain that Zaku's are kind of the, one of some of the coolest looking. Oh no, Zaku's are dope as hell. I love Zaku's. They look amazing. They got that mono eye. That mono eye. Um, uh, they they get out of their mechs and are like, "Yeah, we're gonna spy on some stuff." Oh, why is there no one here? This is weird. Oh, look, a car. Then we cut to the car. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's a nice young lady named Frabo. Frabo, hold on. Frabo, cut real quick. Yeah. Hey, those cars do not function correctly. Like the animation in this is te- no one touches the ground. <laughs> also, gravity works however the fuck the animators want it to. <laughs> uh, just based on their whim. Uh, but Frabo. Like, I don't know how they spell it, but I prefer to think she's Frau as in Fraulein, and Bo as in boy, and she is a uh, girl boy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and, that that's right? basically how it is, yeah. Okay, cool. I just, conti- continue, please. Yeah. Uh, 
she is accompanied by this uh, tiny robot named Haro, and she's running into the house of this guy. And we cut to his room as he's uh, fiddling with a microscope. He is being protagonist as fuck. He's being protagonist as hell. And is like, uh, she's like, yo, uh, we need to, you know, go. (laughs) Why? Because we're being evacuated. (laughs) You dumb fuck. I didn't. What? What? Do you not hear the alarms? So no, no, Amaro Ray does not hear the alarms. Uh, Amaro has the weirdest. Like what? What scares him, or what? What registers as something to be concerned about in his head is very strange. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, buddy. <laughs> Does it only get worse? It's terrible. Anyways. Uh, and so they're like, we need to get out of here because uh, the whole sector is being evacuated because some secret, su- super secret stuff's about to happen. Okay, and he's like, oh, all right. And throws on a coat, jumps in his convertible. Uh, they see their other neighbor, Hayato Kobayashi, come out. Um, I'm real glad you know all these names, because I know Amaro and Fraubo. Uh <laughs> And I keep wanting to call the main guy Zex, and I know he's not Zex. It's not. That's, that's, that's Gundam that's Wing, later. nerd. <laughs> they both wear stupid goddamn helmets! Weird. It's almost like helmeted bad guys are a recurring goddamn theme of Gundam. <laughs> when I first saw him, I was like, wait, is this... No. Is this, did he change his name later? No. No. Uh, no. That's just how it do. So, uh, Hayato's packing his car, and he was the car who was seen earlier, and Fra is like, why didn't you warn Amuro what was happening? And he's like, I, I, meh. Uh, He's heard the fucking alarms. Yeah, like fucking. His dad (laughs) works for the military. He can mess with it. Um. So already we have some butting of heads with Amaro and everything anyone related to him stands for. Uh. Meanwhile. Uh. We we hear about a white base. Uh. (laughs) Which. The naming convention of this show, y'all. Like, we'll get to more of this in a second. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, the way they name things is amazing. White Base and the Gundam prototype will give the Federation they... a great advantage in the war. Don't, don't they also call White Base the Trojan Horse? The, they... Or is that... I honestly don't remember if that was something okay, I've I... been doing or... But it so, does look well, like a horse. something they do in the dub. Okay. Uh, so we should state that now. You're listening to, you're watching the sub, and I'm watching the dub. Yes. Because I'm a garbage human being who gets distracted too easily. I mean, eventually you will have to do some sub stuff because they're good. Be happy. Be. I hope you're ready for me to be even more confused than I am now. Perfect. You just watch it. Watch <laughs> it three times. It'll be fine. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, By the way, they mentioned somewhere in here that it's a self-learning computer, and they're all very excited about this. Yes, yes. They, they, <laughs> like, they talk... this could not possibly go wrong. Yeah, they talk a lot of hot stuff about this Gundam. 
uh, this Gundam prototype. And then we cut to on board uh, the ship, the White Base, where we find Ensign Bright Noah talking to Tem Ray, Amaro's dad, that they will be docking uh, soon. And- I'll let you. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you actually say. Like, I'm going to summarize what what conversation takes place here, uh, and then you can actually tell us. Uh, summary is uh, no, no. Yeah, Amaro. Wait, Amaro calls him at some point. I don't remember what. That, yeah, Amaro calls him or something. No, this is later. When yeah, he this runs is into me. this is way later. Ignore me. Ignore me. Go ahead. Uh, meanwhile, outside, oh, cut that all out so I don't sound stupid. Yeah. Uh, Tem is then like, yeah, man, I, I can't wait till we start making a bunch of these Gundams. That'll be great. Meanwhile, on D-R-A. his Musai cruiser, located near the oh colony, uh, our favorite, our favorite masked man. Zex Marquis! No, you peasant. <laughs> Char as Nabel. Excuse me, I wait, need to correct, wait, I need to say that? his full name. Char fuck mothering as Nabel. Uh, (laughs) Devastator of worlds. It's it's Char ass Nabel. Slapper of titties. Sunglasses wearing son of a bitch. Is that even. Okay. That happens later. Oh, okay. He wears some bitchin' aviators. For the record, like, we don't get... I remember this. You don't get to see Char's face till real late in the game. Like, he covers his eyes pretty perpetually. Even if he's, like, on Earth just chilling. He's covering his eyes. He he wears sunglasses inside at night. <laughs> so he can... So he can... Yeah. Watch, you know, I'm not gonna do that bit. Uh... So he can be a cool guy. Just Yeah. So Char is watching, you know, his Xeon guys through through the computers and talking to his second in command. And they're basically talking like, yeah, we know the Federation's doing some stuff or something. It's called the V Project. They're doing something and we want in. Meanwhile, back on the colony. <laughs> Uh, the, the Zaku guys are watching the feds do some stuff, and they're starting to transport those mobile suits off of, uh, White Base. When one of them breaks away and shoots up all of these, uh, tarp-covered mobile suits, destroying them. And, uh, inside a nearby bunker, Amaro and Fra feel the explosions, and Amaro is like, I got a protagonist and runs off to go find his dad. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of him go, be, going. Hey, I'm the you fucking don't don't forget. Yeah, this I'm me. I'm the protagonist. It's me. It's my story. Yeah, I'm going to do do a thing. So Amaro runs off to find his dad, basically to convince him that hey, these civilians should be on a warship and leaving. Uh huh. So this is this is the part that I wanted to summarize. Uh, uh, Amaru is like, are, are mobile mobile suits more important than human lives? With to which his dad responds, "Yeah, a little bit." <laughs> uh, that conversation happens slightly later, but 
not much happens. God damn it! Not much happens, but well, uh, not much. Uh, the main point of the episode happens before that. Uh, Amuro runs like hell. Uh, stuff start. The Zakus start like just kind of wantonly destroying, and uh, Amuro comes across a truck. Uh, with two soldiers in it, and they're like, we need to go find the pilot, and both of the soldiers run off, and Amaro, because he's a protagonist, uh, opens up the tarp and finds a big robot suit in it, and he finds, so then he goes into the, uh, driver seat of the truck and is like, oh hey, the manual, before hopping into the giant robot cockpit. And- that is something. It's a continue. It's a thing that happens constantly throughout the at least first ten, eight episodes of this show. Is people not knowing what they're doing, furiously reading manuals, <laughs> which I do have which to I give love. them credit. Like yes, <laughs> like I wouldn't read the manual. I just jump in and start hitting buttons and praying to sweet, <laughs> sweet baby Char Jesus. Um. So, uh, then Amuro, like, jumps in and is like, okay, I'm gonna figure out how to get up when the Zakus show up, and it's like, hey, is that the new mobile suit? Yeah, that looks like the new mobile suit. Should we take it? Yeah. That's how that conversation basically goes. Which is, which moves into what I'm most furious, I believe, is what I'm most furious about with this entire episode. Uh, at which point, actually, like, Zaku 1 rips off the tarp. And Amuro inside is pissing and shitting himself because it's like, oh man, oh geez, oh god. Um, and he's trying uh-huh. to figure out how to stop this before, uh, shooting this Zaku in the face, uh, with his head with, cannons. With what? With, with what, sir? With his Vulcan head cannons. Huh, what? Hold on, Sam. What? His forehead guns? His Vulcan Sorry. forehead guns, yes. I hate this so much. His Vulcan <laughs> forehead is- guns that will be a running thing for every main protagonist suit in a Gundam show. I really I quit. End of podcast. Bye everybody. Chris out. <laughs> it's a thing. The Vulcan headgun is a consistent and running thing. Why does it oh, what it seems useless until it's not useless. It's like it's what oh, I hate it. I hate that thing. <laughs> it's man, it gets used a lot. Let me tell you, uh, it does. It gets heavy use. It gets a, uh, it gets a lot of use. And and, and I, as far as I know, it never runs out of ammo, despite being uh, ballistic weaponry. As far as I can tell, it is. But it is like the backup to the backup to the backup weapon, and it does run out of ammo literally in this episode, Chris. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was the big gun, which is always running out of ammo. No, th- also, that's... I always love how surprised everyone is every time they run out of ammo. Oh no, I wasn't counting my shots like a soldier's <laughs> supposed to. Also, just or looking. Th- there's a readout. There's yeah. a little readout that shows you how much ammo and they just don't look at it until they pull the trigger and nothing happens. So at this point, Amaro um proceeds to protagonist and stands uh-huh. this puppy up uh uh-huh. before um fisticuffing with a mm-hmm. giant robot mm-hmm. one of the Zakus and ripping its face off. 
I'm really surprised they didn't talk about how like Amaru is also a uh, a championship martial artist or something at this point. Uh, yeah, he, I mean he's already a a, a prodigy level engineer, right? Uh, and well, I mean that's kind of explained pilot. with his dad, right? All right, well my dad's a carpenter. I can't do fuck. So I mean, my dad's uh, a carpenter, and I can do some fuck. Okay, I, do, I was doing a joke, but fine. I can also do some fuck. See? Uh, <laughs> but I'm not a prodigy level <laughs> carpenter. That's because we're not protagonists, I guess. <laughs> oh, obviously. I'm plucky sidekick at the... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so at this point, um, the guns run out, and Amaro is like, Uh, uh, uh... Oh, hey, this thing says I have beam sabers. Let's use that. And so uh, he reaches behind him and grabs a laser sword. Uh, and, Only one of them. And takes on the second Zaku, uh, slicing through him. Uh, but slicing through him so hard and through the Zaku's engine as it, like, leaped at him that uh it blows a hole in the space colony uh that then takes the last zaku uh along with uh amaro's dad and another engineer into space yeah, fuck em. Uh, they were in spacesuits they i believe they were in spacesuits yes Alright. Fat be good that doesn't because we don't hear from him again, at least in, in, in the, the coming episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, no one survives in space like that. Yeah. Um Anyways. at which point Amaro then learns, oh, I shouldn't blow up engines, and he instead <laughs> uh does some clever like fencing and directly kills the last living Zaku uh by stabbing him right through the cockpit. Uh and and they actually talk about this later. But it's it's just proving Amuro fucking has nothing to do with any of this. This Gundam is just wrecking people with him in it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Char basically leans forward and goes, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then the episode ends. But uh, 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 <laughs> So... There, there was... Also a part in there where they say, hey, I don't know if they actually say Amaro or they say the pilot of the Gundam, but they say so-and-so is our only hope. And I slapped my table and just like, oh, fucking really? The protagonist as protagonist is your only goddamn hope? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's almost like they don't know he's the protagonist. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I don't know if you've gotten to it uh, in your own, like, viewing ahead yet, but there is a reason why he's so goddamn protagonist. I do not know if I've gotten there. Alright. Um, yeah, no. There's, like, there's a reason he's got plot armor and seems, like, suddenly and prenaturally good at mech piloting. Is he a clone? What? Is he a clone? No. This is long before that storyline existed. Oh god, that's another storyline? <laughs> not, not, not in... Well, not in this Gundam, I don't think. There might be another Gundam <laughs> that it does have clones. Um, 
Not in this one, at least. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah. So, it, um... Yeah, so how'd you, how'd you feel by the end of episode one? I don't remember. I just... Angry. <laughs> just... Like, I looked at how many episodes were in Mobile Suit Gundam, and I wept a little. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 43 luckily, for the record ladies and gentlemen luckily it gets a little like my there's they cram so much exposition uh into just people talking to themselves yeah uh and they repeat themselves a lot just to get you like get it stuck in your head it does not work on me because i'm a dip but <laughs> Uh, I don't, like, at the end of the episode, at the end of this episode, I don't understand. I'll, and honestly, I get more, conf- I don't, I, I, I wish, I, I wouldn't just ask you all the questions right now. Go. But I know. Do it. No, we, like, it has to do with things later. Oh. I just don't understand. I don't understand the world. I get, also, is it, like, how the fuck is Zeon so goddamn powerful if they're one they start out as one space station. They control half Earth now? Half of Earth? Yeah. What's good? They have, they're, they're like completely better equipped for war <laughs> than the Earth Federation. Yeah. Uh, I don't, also like every episode, all of the Zakus except for the Red Comet blow up. And then the next episode on screen, they get more Zakus, which I love because they have to yeah. deal with bureaucracy and get resupplied. But it's always like, hey, I needed, I, I, you, I know you gave me three Zakus. Uh, they all got blown up. I need three more. And they're like, mm, all right. If, if you, I mean, you do a good job, I guess. Here you go. <laughs> you you do good. Next episode, hey, uh, you remember those Zakus? You just got, blew up. I need seven. <laughs> need seven Zakus. Give me those. Which, honestly, yeah. at a certain point, I don't understand why they don't just start making, like, Char Custom the standard. Yeah. Like, it sure <laughs> seems like we can make these really good Zakus out there, but we don't. But that's a conversation also, for episode two. Also, I love, I love that, uh, and I don't know what episode it's talked about in, so I'll just say it here. I love that most of Char's, like, the cred they give him is because apparently he massacred a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, they get into that Just a little like, bit later. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> Char is real good at killing people. That's hot, hot. Good job, Char. You're you're real good at murder. We're we always knew you were a winner. So you did you start with this? Was this your first Gundam? No. Back when you started Gundam, my first what was your first Gundam. My first Gundam was Mobile Fighter G Gundam. So my expectations were all kinds of messed up. I don't, I don't know what what you're referencing. Is it good? Mobile Fighter. So, um, as a bit of real world history, uh, Toonami, when got the license to Gundam, they got the license to two fairly recent Gundam series because the animation was up to par. So they were like, let's get the dubs for those. So. First they ordered Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and then they ordered Gundam Wing. Mobile Fighter G Gundam is the one where the 
entirety of world politics is decided by a every four years a giant robot fighting tournament. Oh, God. <laughs> and all the space colonies are vaguely racist in that everyone's is equally racist and stupid. Like Neo Japan is just a floating in space version of the islands of Japan. Neo America is a floating mm. star uh, with mm. New York on it. Um, mm. <laughs> Neo Mexico is a sombrero with a cactus on it. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a quick. So all of the Gundam shows are not in the same canon universe, I'm guessing. A lot of them are. So the reason Mobile Suit Gundam, the original, the one we're watching now, is important is because it is the first UC Gundam show. UC standing for Universal Century. Okay. The re- that's why uh, we keep talking about it being the year 0079. Uh, because at the beginning, at... at Quadruple O, we all decided we're starting a new calendar because we live in space now, motherfuckers. Yep. We are we are space cateers. Right, which is not calendar. something they talk about in this series, and I don't think they actually talk about this date system convention until uh like last year in our real life with Mobile Suit Gundam <laughs> Unicorn. Um What no wait, there's one called Unicorn. Fuzzy, what are you doing? What are you making me watch? <laughs> would, would it would it help if I told you that Mobile Fighter G Gundam has a Gundam in it that's piloted by a horse? What? 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 <laughs> Fuzzy! <laughs> God damn it! What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't really top that. That's the... To be fair, the horse thing is as stupid as it gets. I swear. Oh, oh, is it? I swear. Is that as stupid as it I swear to God. I swear to God. That's as stupid as it gets. I just spit on my notes in anger. (laughs) That's fine. I get it. I I didn't I didn't fully, like, take that to heart the first time I saw Mobile Fighter G Gundam... But yeah, no, um, the Master Gundam has a partner Gundam that's a horse that is piloted by his real-life horse. Uh, because the, the master, the Grand Master of the East, uh, pilots a Gundam, and he also has a horse, and so his horse also has a Gundam. Mm-hmm. Is that, is it named Slipner at least? No. Fuck. Alright, nope. I don't... I don't know what to say to you right now. I feel like I've been tricked. <laughs> You've been bamboozled. Uh, you keep talking about how great all this is. And you get me semi-invested in this terrible st- series. Uh, I, I got... Like, I, my son is running around the house singing Gundamu occasionally. Good, good. No, it's bad. I'm glad I have corrupted the youth. I am very angry at everything. <laughs> so, for the record, um, and I should note, I'm gonna note this now, yeah. Mobile Suit Gundam, as it came out, um, Tomino, the guy who wrote and directed the original Gundam and main, is still the guy who's basically in charge of Gundam, 
as a brand and as a series, he wanted to tell a war story. Mm-hmm. People didn't watch war stories at this point in time, and he also still wanted to make it an anime. Mm-hmm. They did watch super robot shows. Mm-hmm. So, basically, he made a super robot show with a lot of war stuff. Like, a lot of the yep. trappings and messiness of war. And that's what he gave to the public in Mobile Suit Gundam. Today, as we speak, he is both animating and uh, assisting on writing uh, a manga and an anime called Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin, which starts in 0078 and goes until the end of the One Year War, which is what we are experiencing here in Mobile Suit Gundam. The manga Gundam The Origin, literally, Volume 1 starts with exactly where we started here. With the show. War, war as hell? Well, yeah, war, with, war with, hell. with this show. Uh, with the yeah. same, the first issue of the manga, or first volume. So it's a, it's a reboot. It is. Reboot? It is. Um, okay. but he's, he, he's. Does to- it have a horse robot? No. <laughs> it's got beautiful watercolors. It's got. <laughs> Uh, it's got some great art. The, all the colored pages are done in watercolor, which leads to some fucking amazing, like, double-page spreads. It is, mm. Uh, it, it gets okay, to the point... Calm, calm down. It gets to the it's point where I half expect, yourself. like, to turn the book sideways, and then a third panel comes down, and I get, <laughs> I get the RX-78, like, leaning against a, a bed. Um... <laughs> just a centerfold just of a, a centerfold a watercolor centerfold of my sweet Gundam <laughs> um <clears throat> sorry I got a little hot in the collar imagining that uh, um I, I almost feel like you need a better partner for this nah man <laughs> it's perfect cause you're here to realize how goddamn stupid this is and I'm here to inform you and the viewing public, listening public, what have you, out there in the void, that there is value to this, I swear. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mm-hmm. require an excessive amount of interpretation. But also this cool giant robot fights. <laughs> and there's, there's cool designs, and, and there's, there's neat stuff. I like it. Um, yeah. I, I may be a, a horrible person, because I also, I think the design of the gun tank is cooler than the Gundam. You know, I can't hate on the gun tank. The gun tank is a sweet boy. He's a sweet little boy. Isn't it, isn't it the one that requires two pilots? Yeah. <laughs> like, the one with tracks? Yep. Uh, and no legs. Uh, requires two pilots. Yep. One to drive and one to shoot. Yep. Not, not two to shoot because there's a bunch of guns. One to drive, one to shoot. Yep. The two that have legs, one pilot each. Yep. <laughs> yep. The, the thing that fucks me up more is the gun cannon, which is mm-hmm. the red is guy. Just- he just has shoulder guns. Well, he's got he a le- rifle and shoulder guns, but he is still just one pilot. He can shoot the shoulder guns and his rifle at the same time and be just fine. 
but also, slap my has, ass if you want to put it on treads. They also don't give him the bazooka. No. Like, he's the the gun... The, uh, well, it's because he's got bazookas on his shoulders. They're just laser guns, though. He doesn't... He doesn't no, it's fine. <laughs> I swear, it's fine. Uh, and also, just clear something up for me. The core fighter, which is the little... The little fighter, the little spaceship, uh, is also the stomach of the Gundam? So that isn't shown yet, but yes. Okay. I mean, it's shown in the it opening. It doesn't have to be there? Um, y- yeah, because, so cause, this... Because, uh, Big Dude has piloted it while Almero is... In the, in there's the multiple core fighters. Oh! There's a lot of core fighters. Okay. In fact, in the origin, um, MSG the origin, they have a lot of the super robot stuff that we start getting into just in like episode 11 through 15, um, is entirely like replaced by we just have squadrons of core fighters instead. Because they're pretty cheap to make, apparently. Yeah, space fighters, cheap as fuck. Well, I mean, I compare world where yeah compared to a what you will see forthcoming in in episode like eleven to fifteen, you're gonna see some. Ooh, man, I cannot wait for you to PM me that when you get to that, because <laughs> also I, I feel it. I can feel that you're going to PM me, fuzzy. <laughs> what the f- Fuck was that? So that's that's a quick question I want to ask you. Uh, they have they have they have like a fuckload of warships. Yep. Like a fuckload of warships. Yep. The Earth Federation has one warship. Why are you fucking around Zakus? <laughs> you have goddamn warships. Because. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what. So, the actual, like, in-universe explanation is the Gundam and mobile suits in general are much better at maneuvering through space than anything else. Like, core fighters cannot keep up with a well-used Gundam or a well-piloted Zaku, because the way the boosters are positioned and all this other junk... These bipedal monstrosities that exist in space were invented to be piloted in space. That's why... Then why do they have legs? Because apparently those are good, and it helps... <laughs> it helps the humans inside pilot the thing that they're in, because it makes you know sense what? to them. I I might be trying to, to do... To, I might be trying to science Star Wars right now. You might be trying to science Star Wars here. But okay, let me will, tell you... I will tell him the fuck down. We will hit a point where you discover <laughs> what, what hot plot garbage exists uh, to make... Oh, man. To, to make it so that Amaro and Char are really good at what they do, among other people. Um, you will hit that point, and they will say a name, and you will probably message me and be like, Fuzzy, why? Why, God, why? Why are you like this? Why is all of this like this? This this checks out. Yep. This very much checks out. Yep. <sighs> uh, 
I, th- are, are, I, mean, I think that settles it for our first episode, my sweet, yeah. sweet friend. <laughs> Let's. I think. Uh, I think upcoming episodes we might be able to cram more episodes into one episode. It's very this likely. First one was a lot to fucking process. Yeah. <laughs> Just I. I war is hell. Uh, Gundam. Gundams are hell. It's just. <laughs> Gundams is hell. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode one of Mobile Suit Fandom. If you want to yell about how either of us are garbage, or that you'd like what we do, you can find us on Twitter with at MobileSuitPod. Myself, at FuzzySinoaki, that's F-U-Z-Z-C-Y-N-O-A-K-I, and Chris at Iolo, that's E-Y-O-L-O. Also, if you're new to Gundam as a whole and really want to give it a try, I can't recommend Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans enough. It's available for free, legal streaming on a variety of platforms. Until next time, mech fans, remember, red makes you go three times faster. <laughs>